Hello and welcome back to the National Association for Primary Education. Today I'm going to be chatting to Gareth Lucy and he's from ESSITY, which is an organisation which NAEP has been working with over the, the last few years. So Gareth, thank you so much for being here. Pleasure, thank you for having me. So Gareth, tell us what is ESSITY and, and how you've been working with education? Sure, yes. Well, ESSITY is a, it's a global hygiene and health company. So we used to be called SCA up until 2017. And then I won't bore you with this, but we, we split into two separate companies and ESSIT became the hygiene and health side of, of that company. So, uh, so we make products that, that, that you, you'll see on in the supermarket. So products like Cashel toilet paper and Plenty kitchen towel, body form, um, period products, tenor, uh, incontinence products. But we have a, a whole raft of different parts of, of the business that you might not be familiar with. So we... Um, we make uh, hand sanitizer and soaps uh, for public washrooms. So that would be in uh, hotels and gyms and libraries, hospitals, uh, and of course, in schools. And we make paper towels as well. So again, uh, you, you, you might see the, the Torque brand, T-O-R-K. Um, if you were to go into uh, an early year setting, uh, like a, a nursery, um, or certainly if you go into uh, go into hospital, which uh, hopefully you're not having to do at the moment, but if, if you do, then uh, it's very likely to be our paper towels that you would see there. So, um, so we're very much kind of entrenched in in the the world of, of hygiene and health. And one of the things we see is as critical to to what we do as a business is uh, is look beyond purely just the, the products that we make, but also how we can have more of an impact in in educating and in helping people understand better ways to be um, to be more hygienic or to improve um, hygiene standards within the facilities that, that they may operate within. Um, and that's really where the relationship with NAEP was, was born uh, back in 2018. We did a big piece of, of study in the um, big piece of research, sorry, in the UK. Um, and it was a study looking at the, uh, the hygiene standards of, of primary schools. Um, but it was it was looking at it really from the perspective of teachers and pupils. So asking people, you know, how do you feel about using the washroom facilities in a school? Um, you know, trying to understand what level of education the children might have and actually how that impacts the, uh, the teachers. And there were some pretty kind of shocking headlines that, that came out of that study. And it was really from there that we started to develop a relationship with Nate to try and kind of roll out a better way of, um, of helping teachers and helping parents understand how we can address these, these hygiene issues. And not through spending money, but through really simple ways, um, through education, through better understanding, through um, really just, just even the aesthetics of a, of a washroom and the availability of things like soap uh, and paper towels. We, uh, so from there, we, as I say, we, we uh, Peter uh, from, from NAEP was, was really kind of helpful and came and talked on some radio shows and, uh, and, and various bits with us. Um, and the relationship's really grown from there. And I guess there are, there are two or three different elements to this, which are really important. And that's the fact that there's the, the business element of it in terms of, you know, to have the soap and the paper towels and all the things that you need within a school, you do actually need to have that. You need the right products at the right time in the right place and against the storage and all of that, which of course space is, a, is an issue that, and, and, and the elements of how that works within a primary school. But also, I know one of the things which came out of all this was the amount of time 
and who it was that was actually cleaning these toilets and and, That's right. and how it worked out through through the entire day. So talk us a little bit through that. Yeah, you're right. That was really the, the big headline that came out of it. So the the the, the study was with 2000 um, teachers, parents and children from uh, primary schools. Um, what came out was that teachers collectively across a, an academic year were spending a million hours helping children clean themselves after they've used the bathroom. And when you know, kind of think of that in real terms, that's a million hours of lost education because that is time that the teachers should be able to spend in the classroom teaching and educating the children, but they're not able to do that because they're having to consistently go back and forth in the bathroom and, and help children clean themselves. And we, we, we sort of did the maths on that. And it, this was a bit of, uh, you know, kind of looking at ad, average salary and, and looking at the, the number of teachers um, affected by this. But we worked out that it was it, it, in terms of the cost of the economy, worth around about a million, uh, sorry, 11 million pounds across a full year. Um, that time that was lost, um, you know, if you, to, to put a value on it, it, it's quite a frightening figure. Um, and, and, and that was exactly, that was really the, the big thing that came out of it for us was how, how can we reduce that? How can we reduce the time that teachers are having to spend helping children clean themselves? And, you know, as you say, availability of, of soap and paper towel and, and things like that is, is one thing, but it's, but it's only a small thing. And, and you know, we sort of said right from the get-go, we, we were never going to use this study as a means to sell soap or sell paper towel. It was absolutely more about social responsibility and, and creating awareness so that we can ultimately affect change. It's a, it's a really interesting point that because it is certainly something which within NAEP as a national council we've been talking about and that's the the divergence and and the collaboration between sort of education both in terms of, of our charity but also education generally and and the wider world you know whether it's um, a company whether it's a different organization whether it's a charity and how we can work together to actually create a better environment for our children to live and to work and to learn in. Um, and, I, and I think this is a great example of that, you know, as part of a company, like I said, with so many brands and, and obviously a budget to go with it, the ability to have these conversations to actually even open the door to work out what's going on, you know, it, it wouldn't have necessarily happened otherwise. And I think it's these collaborations, which gives me a lot of faith that actually we can we can work more collaboratively across the spectrum both in terms of, of companies and the education sector i think you're absolutely right you know and and i think the onus should be on companies like ours to um to be the ones that that are doing this sort of research identifying the issues and then spearheading the solutions i think it's very easy for a company to point out a whole host of problems and then say hey if you buy our products you know this will be fixed that's just not the case when it comes to to, to uh, an issue like this. And, you know, as you'll know, primary schools, they can't just magic budget out of out of somewhere. If they've got challenges with their with their washroom facilities, they can't just throw money at it. So that's where a company like ours uh, and, and, um, and others like you know, ours who uh, know about this area and can help from an education standpoint, um, can work with um, charities like NAPES to, to find the solutions because, like I say, the solution is not always throwing money at it. Um, throwing money and having a fabulous washroom facility doesn't change the fact that a, a young child might not know how to wipe themselves properly or how to wash their hands properly. That's where 
you know, ed education comes in and, and providing resources for teachers and, and for parents to, to improve that understanding of, of what you do in a bathroom or what you do in a washroom. Absolutely. And, and it always reminds me of um, the interview I did with John Cohen. He was one of the original members of NAPE. And one of the things that really struck me when I, when I spoke to him was the fact that he talked about everybody working together for the, the benefit of a child. Because, of course, everybody's situation is different. You know, you can say that a teacher's job is just to teach them the academic subjects in school and that the, the family are there to teach them other things. But that depends on the family that they're in. And it also depends on the school Absolutely. in terms of what they're able to do. And actually, because, of, because it's so diverse, it's actually a combination of everybody working together in whichever way they need to for that particular child. And so you're absolutely right. You know, it may be that it's integral and really important that that teacher looks after that child in that way, because that's how they're going to learn or how they feel um, secure in what they're doing. And it'll be, there'll be plenty of children who get that kind of education and learning at home and don't need it in school. And I think understanding that there isn't a kind of a blueprint for this. It's a kind of, yes, we want to educate, but we need to educate collectively. Um, and, and I think that's a really important thing to keep in mind. Absolutely, yeah, it is. It is. And, uh, you know, interestingly, when we were first kind of working on this initiative, I visited a primary school in Skelmersdale, which is uh, in, in the northwest, um, not, too, not too far from Liverpool. And... Um, the, the, the head teacher there was, was a fantastic guy um, and he was giving us some insights into the, you know, the, the different levels of, of education um, when it comes to hygiene that, that children arrive with when they come to school. And he said, you know, you get some children will arrive, they're fully toilet trained, they know how to wash their hands, they know how long they should wash their hands for. And that's great. At the other end of the spectrum, you get children arrive who are still in nappies. You know, so going into going into primary school, you know, full time education setting still still in nappies and, and almost, you know, they feel then the onus is on them, on the teachers to to um, to get that child up to the speed of the others. And, and it's a huge ask, um, especially when, you know, you consider that all the children, they're not all at the same level. It's not like you can sit them all down and take them through, a, you know, a conversation about we, the do's and the don'ts when they're all at different levels. So it's a really, really challenging um, role that teachers have been asked to play there. And, 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 and we've got to find that balance between where does where does teaching begin and parenting start and, and vice versa. And did you come to any conclusions having sort of found this information and found this diversity of, of, of education? do you see a, a way forward is there anything in place that's starting to sort of help people in that way yeah I, I mean I think what certainly what the what came out of it all for us was the the education side and um, I think there's there are loads of resources out there but they're all in different places and I think what we we concluded was there was a need for all of the resources to be available in, in one place that parents and teachers could go to and sort of reliably um, access all of that information for free you know from our perspective that information should be unbranded um, it shouldn't be pushing you know a particular type of soap or a particular type of toilet paper to, to children it should be completely unbranded um, the, the aim of it should be to to help parents educate their children and where it where required teachers to educate a classroom um, on on those needs 
are there any other projects that you're that you're working on or, or do you have sort of a range of things that you can see over the next sort of few weeks months years ahead that you'd like to be addressing there are yeah and we've we've worked with nape on on several different um, projects actually i mean the 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 school hygiene project that i'm just referring to there we sort of uh, really uh, worked with that in in 2018 it began and 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 right through to the end of 2019 2020 as we all know was a uh, a rather different year for everybody and um you know we we like everybody else have been looking at how can we how can we uh, use our resources to to support people through the pandemic um but also last year you know we 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 have to we have to accept that the issues don't go away and, and one of the things that ST as a company has been working to try and eradicate probably for best part of a decade now is the um the whole challenge around period poverty and the taboo around periods and and again this this comes back to to, to primary schools because I remember when I was in primary school uh, and it came to the, you know, the conversation, the, the lesson around menstruation, all the boys were taken out of the classroom and all the girls were kept in. And, and, and what that did was it completely reinforced this, this taboo um, that boys don't need to know, boys shouldn't know, this is a girl's thing. Um, and, it, and, it, and you think from that age, that, that, is, that sets the tone for the rest of your life, that this is a girl subject, boys don't need to know. And actually that just completely reinforces the taboo. So last year, one of the things we did was, was look at that issue and kind of try and challenge um, more education settings, more schools to, to be inclusive of the boys and teach girls and boys together so that you know, they grow up talking about periods for exactly what it is, which is a completely natural um, part of life that affects 50% of, of the world's population, there or thereabouts. Um, and, and again, you know, Nate, Nate were really great for, for us as a partner in, in doing that because, um, you know, we can talk about that with our kind of, you know, our external hat on, looking from the outside and saying, you know, oh, everyone should be, should be taught about this together. But then, you know, we get the expertise from Nate that, that outlined that there's, you know, there's societal issues, there's cultural, uh, religious issues to, to overcome. So it's a really interesting one. Um, but it's, you know, it's another example of, of another challenge within the, the primary school settings where, where there's, there is work to be done to, you know, to improve things and to ultimately improve quality of life for other children. There is. And I think that's why these conversations are so important. And it's great for us to be able to share with people, you know, what NAEP does. It's not just a group of people talking about maths and English. We're very much about the whole child and, and having children at the centre of education. And of course, education isn't just about core subjects. It's about them as a whole developing through. And one of the real key aspects of it is actually a child learning where they are at you know whatever their age is that's the most important thing at that time not that this is important now because in five years time you're going to be doing this or you know in 10 years time you're doing that well while preparation may be important the most important time is the here and now and you know there's a whole nother conversation about how that affects your well-being and mental health and all of that kind of thing but I think very much kind of speaking to the fact that you know like you said in in, in terms of of, of that latest project in terms of you know having these conversations with girls and boys 
why now because this is exactly there are some people going through this at this particular moment and it's going to affect mm -hmm. you as an individual it's also going to affect you as someone who's in a class or in in a year group with some of these people to understand what this is about and, and you know there is there's no better understanding of education and understanding people and how you fit within that framework so i think it's incredibly important and so glad that we're able to support you with that and peter council our information officer i know is um is thoroughly enjoyed the opportunity to like say to, to work in partnership and also to be to be that spokesman like you said because we've been able to voice it on on radio and various platforms out there and i think to be able to have this conversation now here on the podcast and if you're watching on on youtube to kind of really have that sense of wherever you can get this information it's a conversation that we need to be having um, and to be able to share that there is a different way there's a, a way of talking about it there's the fact that some schools are obviously doing it and have some great practice and and to be able to talk to us and, and you about how that might be the case i think has to be a, a really positive way forward yeah ab absolutely yeah and uh, and peter's been brilliant in terms of bringing that expertise to the to the debate um we hired a radio studio and we um we line it, it was it was amazing actually the 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 local sort of radio networks were, were really interested in this subject and the whole idea of asking dads and lads to to join the conversation and um uh, so so peter was 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 doing you know 10 or 12 different radio interviews uh, on a day kind of talking about this and, and encouraging more dads and lads to, to get involved in the conversation because you know you, you'd be amazed I, I'm, I'm off the top of my head I, I think it's something like you know one in one in ten dads have any intention of talking to their sons or daughters about you know menstruation and you know there's a, there's a real kind of uh, perception that this is a, a, a lady's subject and, and the men shouldn't be involved and, and you know as a dad to a daughter I just completely disagree with that and I hope that by the time that that conversation comes for for my daughter um this this taboo will be a thing of the past and it will be seen as exactly what it is which is you know a perfectly natural um part of life well Gareth thank you so much for joining us today thank you so much for for the opportunity for us to sort of collaborate in the ways that we have and I look forward to to any new projects and the continuation of the work that we've been doing and if anyone has any questions or they want to find out more or find out more details about what has been done or what's going on in the future you can always contact us at NAEP which is the national office at nape.org.uk if you just go to the website nape.org.uk there's contact form and all the details you need from there so um Gareth Thank you so much indeed. My pleasure. Thank you.